0: Watch, Bob! Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. (laughs) Last week, Corbett had a conversation with a friend who asked, Is it too late? Have I missed out on the opportunity to make this idea successful? Is it possible to do this kind of thing anymore? To which Corbett replied, Hold on, hold on. You're you're thinking about this thing all wrong. And that's what we get into in this conversation. Is it too late? You're going to like it. Um, You know who we are. We've built successful things without sacrificing creativity, joy, nerdery, authenticity, or our woefully artistic sensibilities. And we want to help you do the same. If you want to build something online, you've certainly come to the right place. Your hosts are Corbett Barr, If, uh, if we were Cocktails, He'd be a Negroni, classy, sophisticated. And more often than not, he's behaving like a gentleman. Caleb Wojcik, he'd be an Old Fashioned for sure, solid, strong, noble, bull- <laughs> and a touch of sweetness. And me, Chase Reeves, I'd be a shot of Fernet because it burns so good and it's all natural. <laughs> I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. Let's get into it. Okay, so uh, Caleb, you have your cocktail. You have your drinky poo.
1: Not today i'm going no cocktail what? today what what
2: what all right what what what, what? what are you want to on drive a... like
1: immediately after this so oh, okay. I'm
2: <laughs> i thought maybe you were trying to dry out from your trip to italy yeah
1: yeah you still soaked he's no i can just like soaked. shake my arm and s- arm and some wine like goes into <laughs> i just saw something <laughs> did you just
2: do like an old lady <laughs> underarm
0: <laughs> flab shake <laughs> i like that you ever feel like you ever notice that you're like getting older do you notice it? Don't talk to me about getting older. It's starting to happen. Dude, it's starting to <laughs> and it's like it's coming with, you know, obviously, yeah, I'm young and all that, but it's starting to happen where you see the things like I realize, oh my God, my neck's going to be the first to go for sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I just, last night I couldn't sleep because I realized that I'm closer to 50 than I am to 24. Oh God, really?
0: Yeah. So is it, it's interesting the pain, like the, the sort of the things that go through your mind when you realize that. Yeah. Like I, I'm, it's it. It always breeds these existential crisis questions for me. Like <laughs> what kind of
1: uh, car you're gonna get? Like what kind of <laughs> yeah? Fast like, car like well, you're first of all, next? my
0: my dream is to have a 1972 Porsche 911 Frog Green, same oh, as my grandpa's.
2: Oh, good, good. I'm glad that your existential question is about what car you're gonna drive. It's true. It's true. No,
0: <laughs> that that's just a like you know like like goal for the sake of having a goal. Like to just just because it's like well, what else are you gonna do? Right? Yeah. It's like something to aim for. Yeah, totally. Aim for, for sure. nothing, you'll Whatever. hit it every time. Right. So. Uh but man, when I look in the mirror when I look in the mirror and I see the old stuff, like just barely just coming through it, but I can see exactly what it's gonna look like in ten years. Yeah. What's the scariest part is how it creeps up though. You know it's been like that yeah. for, for months. I just noticed it. That's what it's gonna be like. That the rest the rest of my life is like realizing, you know, oh my god, these crow feet that I can now see in my eyes, my, my wife will be like, it's been there for a year. <laughs> you
2: know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I apologize if if this is live i apologize to anyone listening to this who is far older than us and being like you dumbass like you're in the yeah. prime of your life right now and you're worried about being old you're never going to be younger than you are right now totally but and, and i don't
0: but i don't i don't give that that any credence at all because in getting older you realize time is limited you realize i better make now count yeah. you know realizing that life is short is only ever a good thing even though it comes with so much pain you know, and um, and to me, there's something in that in in this in this topic that we want to talk to today uh, about. Is it too late to start an online business and be successful? Is it too late in general? You know, we had a conversation, Corbett. You want to tell the story about you had a conversation with someone at, asking you.
2: Yeah, well, actually, this happens all the time, but specifically recently, a couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation with somebody who just um, was very emphatic about the idea that it's too late. To- it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good song. <laughs> it's too late to create a show like a podcast or a video show or whatever yeah. online because it's been done before. All the good ones are taken. and And then the conversation sort of evolved into this idea that, well, you know, it was great to start a blog back in 2007 or 2006 yeah. or whatever like when Leo started blogging or when Chris Gillibo started blogging or even when I started blogging in 2009 like oh it's great that you got started early but you can't do it now mm-hmm. yeah. there's just there's just too many blogs out there and this was a, a actually a really good debate I had for like a half hour or so and I feel like in some in some cases you just can't win because if somebody makes up their mind and they think that yeah it's too late then they're just going to use that as an excuse never to really try yeah and when you really dig into it when you when you ask like why do you think it's too late it's like well some people say like oh it's you know i i tried it and it didn't work and mm. that means that it's too late yeah and you dig deeper and you're like well okay tell me about what you did to try it and people say oh well you know i ran a show and i i published like four episodes and it never took off so i quit yeah, yeah. it's like four episodes really like, no, wait,
0: I mean, that, so that's specifically about like a podcast or something like that. Do you see this in blog posts? Yeah, or, I think it's, as well. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's it's, it's anything, universal. Yeah, you, it's universal. I like, can you could say it's too late to create a a, sa- a it's SaaS too business. Late to apologize. <laughs> Are you going to play that? Can we do that? I don't know, but I'm certainly going to sing it every time <laughs> I get a chance to. <laughs> um, you can you can talk about this regarding blogs, podcasts, video shows. Um, software as a service businesses people you know might say that's too late funny
0: you know what the only way to win it seems like you have to make your own new thing so right now actually this is our first prudcast um, prud- which is great because because it's easy to be successful when you're the only one doing it because exactly. we you know if you have 10 listeners then you're the largest prudcast out there which i'm excited about <laughs> this being our first prudcast that we ever after done, us is too late that the world has ever seen you know first of all first of all there was uh, there was the printing press, right? Then uh, there a handful of other stuff happened, and it was all just like kind of iterating on iterating on iterating. Yep. The internet, blogs, and podcasts, all RSS feeds. Uh, but now, now, Prudcasting, we've got prudcrests. <laughs> and that's what can you spell is that for me? Prudcasts,
2: P R G H U <laughs> Z. Way to make Niner. a way to make an on-the-fly <laughs> strategic decision here. It, you didn't uh, you didn't run this one past us, but I'm I'm with it. I'm I'm down.
0: Yeah. Well. So because here, I mean, because in our thinking about this, am I thinking about this? And maybe I'm kind of uh, you know prematurely. Expressing myself Fred, here, broadcasting Fred- <laughs> <guessing. laughs> <I> me <mean>, literally Broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: god, it feels good to see you guys again. It's been a while since we, po- since we Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if people know this, but we we d- it's n- when you listen to the podcast, we're not doing it live. Yeah. First of all, yeah, and I was we, just we talking
1: actually... to somebody yesterday, and they're like, "Oh, last week you guys were talking about this," and I was like, "That was like two months ago. I don't even remember." <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally. We just phone it in, guys. We lock ourselves in a room for forty eight hours, yep. record forty eight. Predcrass, and uh, <laughs> yeah. we're done for the it's year.
0: Mostly just chemical imbalances in our brains at that exactly. point because we don't allow any of us to eat. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, Caleb, you were gone in Italy for a long, for about a month, yeah. right? Yeah. And now you're just look at you. You're like wine soaked. Like everything's a little more laid back. Like you know, someone drives too fast past you, and you go Let's it in. <laughs> <laughs> just it's crazy. It's crazy. But uh, but it feels good to be next to you guys again to doing this. Um, I didn't want to prematurely broadcast on this, but really what it seems like is so the story is yeah, when Gary Vee and Chris Brogan and Leo Babauta and like guys who have been doing this for like what, how long has Leo been blogging? Like eight?
2: since 06, I think like seven, okay, maybe eight years. seven years, years not yeah, even 10 yeah. years, right? Yeah.
0: But but uh, when was Blogger started? It must have been like around 03 or death, something, 03, something like that. Um, so what happened was it was the wild wild west. It was the prudcrast. There was no, there was no there was no rules. Right. So these guys invented the rules, and then we had about five years of people selling how to, selling like information about those rules, so that you can do the same thing that Leo and Gary Vee and all these yeah. other guys did. Right. And then we realized now we're coming to a point where it's it's a bubble. Sure. Yeah. Duh. It was a bubble. Yeah. We've seen bubbles before. Bubbles exist right? What bubbles are, are not unnatural, like, oh, no, that's not going to work anymore. It's just that, oh, no, it's not going to be easy like it was then anymore. It's just like every other industry ever. And you at know at the same I mean?
1: time, all those people that you look at and you're like, oh, it's easy for them. I'm sure there are plenty of other people that start at the same time that were not successful, even and if that, it was okay, easier back then. Yes. Now,
0: table that because I want to come back to that, okay? okay? So re- what do we want to call that? We want to call that bit the... Uh, the people who stick with it, or yeah. something, right? Um, so let's let's I've put that, that aside for for I've a second. It. You've got it tangled in your tidbit. God, this prod crust is going great.
2: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> what? You're just giggling.
2: No, I'm just giggling. Keep going. You it's, know, it's an inside joke because <laughs> Chase always used to say, "We're having such a good time, you guys." You know,
0: what was so fun is reading the comments on our last blog post or on our last pod uh, podcast. crust. Um and you so blocked someone in the comments <laughs> yeah. and then and then they responded saying oh i've been so blocked
2: <laughs> i love that, that I had people great. come up
1: to me at the conference i was just at and tell me to drop watch bombs <laughs> nice <laughs> how it go you can't force a watch bomb right exactly oh yeah you, they don't own you no. they can't make you're not a
0: dancing monkey <laughs> they're like dance yeah dance watch dance <laughs> so um Okay, so we're coming back to the stick thing, right? Yeah. The kinds of people who stick with it. But but when I say that, like, sure, it was easier, and now it's more difficult because that's what happens. That's the law of the jungle. Well, I'm
2: going to take issue with that, though. What do as you think? Well. well, I mean, it was, I mean, in, in 2001 or two, yeah. if you wanted to blog, you had to be like a, Developer who knew how to like actually build blog software and put it out there. So it's not always easier in the beginning. And there's this idea, there's always this idea that you need to invent something brand new or be a first mover to be successful. But if you look throughout history, like oftentimes the most successful of any industry come well after the first mover because the first movers sort of get the things ironed out and then they end up failing because they spent so much money and time educating. The market, you know, teaching people what this is about. And then people come along afterwards and they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to build on the back of what you did. And it's easier to be successful. I hear
0: you saying that, yes, there were. I hear you saying no. It wasn't easier because there were technological barriers to get through. Yeah. At the same time, like a lot of the people, yeah, you're right. Like the people who start thing are, things are the nerds, right? Everybody who was a successful blogger back then had a nerdy edge, right? right they right. they could install movable type and do something like that. But those were and that was happening, you know, a bunch back then. There was yeah. a, there was there was a lot of them. What was easier about it is that there was so, there was three channels on your on your remote control, right? Like you know, in, in the beginning of the TV days, it was like there was three channels. So, you know, if you got on one of those three channels, you're going to get a lot of eyeballs and ear holes.
2: But if you got on one of those three it, channels, yeah, and yeah. like, who did you
0: have to blow to make that exactly. happen? Exactly. <laughs> well, to be honest, I mean, like they say, a glass house has no, what? Uh, what? There's a, not, <laughs> fat uh, a uh, you know, uh, the sheep that don't, if you're the bad witch of the wolf house, you can't possibly, you're not going to get, you're not, nobody's going to make a blow your house
2: down. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just yeah. It came right back to, yeah, you're right. <laughs> what, what happened just I, now? I, it, it doesn't matter. Not, I don't I <clears> feel like I needed to like to you. hit you on the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, and you were like, so you stuck. Set, yeah. <laughs> reset. You'd hit me hard, and come like, don't say blow on the air. <laughs> uh, hard reset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but, so, the, so, yes, exactly. There are now many, many channels but out there. But at the same time, that wasn't the case with the internet.
0: Yeah, there was technological uh, difficulties, but that was a demo- democratic technology, uh, freely available to anyone who wanted to try it out and, and risk it to do the thing. Getting on, getting on NBC or, or CBS or something like that was a totally different thing. That's why. Yes. The, that's why the internet always has been so magical. Right. But now, so when here- you multiply that by the power of humanity, and you realize every single person within a three, a few clicks, has a website now. Yes. Now I think we realize okay, the bubble of early mover stuff is done and what they showed us is what's possible and they should, which is, which is just, it's publishing, right? We call it, we're realizing we're, we're just publishers. Everybody online is, we're just a, that's what they called it at the beginning was personal publishing. Yes. Right. It was, you know, per, and Twitter is like a micro micro blogging and blogging started out as personal publishing, you know? So everything is just about, here's my thoughts doing the thing with them out in the world, getting other people to see it. So this is this very natural human thing that's been going on for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. Um, and this is, so it's, it's nothing new in that regards. Right. But what's new about it is, is if we were in villages, okay, we could be publishers successful on a village scale, right? Because we can go, I want everybody to come to my play, you know, where we're going to be acting out this thing, you know, and doing the thing. We could get people there. We could get 20% of the population of the village there. Why don't I want to aim for the stars? Let's get 40%, right? Yep. That's successful. You're not going to get 40% of the people on the internet your play though, you know, online. And so in some ways we have this new way of this new rubric of of judging ourselves on what's success and what's not. Right. And that's a huge like so when someone comes to you saying like it used to be easier. What used to be easier? Getting a million people on your website? Well sure. But now you can be just as profitable with a hundred people. Like what's your goals here and what, what does success look like yeah. to you, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the the idea that anything used to be easier is it's it's not a, a worthy conversation because mm. because the fact is now everyone is a publisher. Everyone has yeah. a Facebook account. Like over a billion people have a Facebook account, Twitter accounts, blogs. There are hundreds of millions of blogs. You can in like me
0: on Facebook.
2: So we're in this world where anyone can share their views, and that's either good or bad depending on how you look at it. If you look at it as it, you know that it's bad, basically you're saying, oh, I wish there was a world where. I had some unfair advantage because I was first or because I knew the right person or because I blew the right person. That's a big point. Or whatever it was.
0: What you just said was actually putting a bow on everything we've gotten up to. is like, oh, I wish I had an unfair advantage of being first.
2: Exactly. That's kind
0: of a good summary of what we've just said. Which is
2: great. Totally. Which is great. But now we're in a world where, for better or worse, it's democratic. And essentially, the person with the most interesting, useful content... And the ability to hustle and put it out there and, and connect with people who matter and influencers like that wins. Like yeah. you can you can rise up in the span of months if you have something that's unique enough and useful enough and interesting enough out there. And that
0: that you know maybe this is now we get to into the the stick to itiveness because if you're going after an idea mm-hmm. that you care a whole lot about, you pro- you're not going to be as dissuaded when ten people instead of ten thousand show up today. Because if you're going to stick it out, you, you believe like, like any good entrepreneur, like any good manic entrepreneur, like any good delusional entrepreneur that like, this is it. And I'm going to do it and I'm going to run hard on it until, until it's either successful or I learn better. Yeah. You know, um, so when someone comes to me and says, like inside of Fizzle, there was a, someone who asked a question on like, Hey, I've got this idea for this thing. And, uh, and he just caught me at a, like a time where I was sort of. I don't know. I, I, I was I was pretty moody and introspective, nice. and so I answered. He was basically asking, like, yeah, this would be like the idea that I'm thinking about, but but how would I monetize it? Or like, what's the business angle on this? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, well, what you could do is you could uh, you could get a, like about a million people to your site every month, and then just put some ads on there, right? That's one way to do it. So if you could do that, go ahead and do that. Or like maybe you could like be, uh, like hire a bunch of people to write for you. Like just mediocre content farming sort of stuff, just SEO garbage, (laughs) right? And then uh, just put a bunch of advertisements and affiliate links selling subpar products there. You could do that. Or you could, uh, you could care about something enough to dig in and like do it for you and your family and let it be like the thing that you get to express yourself with, the thing that enriches your life. And then any monetary and financial rewards on top of that would be just an awesome bonus. Um, (laughs) And that would actually be what makes you interesting to listen to in the first part. You know what I mean? So you see, like what comes first, like growing the business as a business or being all in on something and caring about passionately it. enough, like not pa- but caring about it enough to where it's like, no, this is what I'm doing right now, and it is it is hard, right? I, I, so and then I, I kind of stopped and said, okay, okay, that was my real answer. I want to know how this actually came out. Was this like
2: really snarky, or is in your head? It was well, snarky. and my, It was actually really polite in my
0: head. Like I want. I was obviously I cared about the guy, and I was like writing and saying like, well, it so it started out snarky, and then I was like, okay. That's my real answer. If you want my fake answer, because he was talking specifically about like being a dad blogger, I, and he asked me specifically because I had done this before, and, I, and so I was like, okay, my fake answer is like, yeah, I, d- I did this thing. I never made enough money to do a thing, and if I wanted to, like, I'd have to work my ass off, and the reason why I'm not doing that is because I've, I've, I'd have I've, i love to, but I've chosen something else to do, you know? this is, I'm going all in on something because I can make a real big divot over here and in fizzle instead of... You know, uh, or, or I can make a dividend in both of these things, and my heart's more in fizzle. Like I want to, I'm going to chase after this. Yep. you know, I'm dedicating myself to it. Um, so, uh, anyways, th- that was how it how it went down there. But what what got what got me about it is, and this this is something. I mean, I've been in his boat before, right? I, we've been there before, where it's kind of like. Not that not that I've been petulant about like give me the answers or like I'm not that I've anticipated or expected that I should be successful. Yeah, you know because nobody's guaranteed that you know that we could that we're going to be
2: successful or that we're going to have a good idea. But looking for answers, right? People are looking for like almost like permission for you to say yes. Here's the path forward. You can totally do it. Totally. And
0: and but but I've been there because that's a sensitive spot. Because you don't know what you don't know, and And you totally
2: just shot this guy down.
0: And no, I didn't. We we kept talking through the forum and um, or in the thread, and it ended up being good. Like he was stoked about it. He was like, glad, yeah. I just need to get off my ass and go do the thing. I was like, yeah, go do the thing. You know, write and see what that feels like. And then you won't have wasted any time, even if it doesn't work out, because you're going to learn so much about yourself when you do it. Yeah, Um, but. I've been there. I don't know. I've been there. There's something, se- there's something sensitive and honest and human and, and vulnerable there in that moment. And I kind of want to, I kind of want to honor that and say, yes, you don't know what you don't know. Yes, it is hard to get a bunch of people to your site. So don't think about a bunch of people. I read this thing recently, this amazing interview, and it's like rattling around in my head. There's a designer that I really admire called Frank Shimero. Actually got to meet him at XOXO. Oh, cool. Was good. Um, and he's just, he's a sweetheart and, and he thinks really well about stuff. And, this interview on The Great Discontent, I'll put it in the show notes. It's long, it's really long, and he's just a great designer. And the great site,
2: by the way, The um, Great Discontent. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and, and the first half is like all like designy stuff. And then in the second half, because uh, Frank's kind of been off the scene for a long time, he starts answering this question like, okay, where have I been? Both of his parents died, like like one right after the other, and two random sort of things um, cancer, uh, I think both cancer, but about a year apart from one another and as going through as someone who's like gone through like grief recently myself with with the passing of my son it's like grief really is a universal experience i think especially in the modern world and, and and maybe in the western world or whatever i know if you're in venezuela or in some tribe or something like that you're used to it people die often but grief has this insane ability to just put things right into perspective um, you know, we, I had emailed a fizzler earlier today who it was just like, Hey, I noticed you haven't been in fizzle for a while. Like what's, what's going on? And he, uh, he's like, Oh yeah, sorry. I, I uh, I got, I got diagnosed with cancer recently, but I'm going to get back into it. And I was just like, my mouth just dropped open. Like, you know, like that's such, and I, I'm maybe like, I was still in you Corbett, it's because I'm halfway through breaking bad right now that it's just like, you know, you see all these things that are at stake in that environment, but but anyways, this Frank Shamiro, the, the the my own experience, hearing this from this Fizzler, all of these things just have been loudly yelling at me. What the frick is the point? Like, why are you trying to build this blog, Fizzler? Like, why are you trying to do this thing? Yeah. What What is What is the reason? Because that is what's going to make you successful. If you've got a good answer, the to reason. That. Yeah. Because if you are rabid canine, you know rabies about this thing because you care about it because it's important to you not because it's a money thing or because like if 100 people don't come next week then i'm gonna quit then you're someone that's that you're you're a force to be reckoned with totally but if you are just looking for like hey here's this problem i'm gonna create the solution for it in some ways that, and that's great you know but i'm more and more getting interested in like and in, in the people and, and for myself as well doing the things that are really really at the core of what's important to me in terms of, I don't know if it's yeah. spirituality, but life in general, you know?
2: Yeah. Or just whatever pushes your buttons. You yeah. Know? We
0: all operate in different ways. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Totally. So that stick to or, or drive uh-huh. or, or care or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That I think is a huge factor in this. I don't know. What totally. do you, what do you hear from yeah, well, that?
2: Yeah. Well, and Caleb, uh, <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to you in a second. Cause I, I know you had something to say. The, um, Another side of this conversation was that um, I was—forgive me if I said this already. I don't think I did, because we haven't actually recorded something. I, I forget where I say things, you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah. we're talking all day long. Um, I was having lunch with somebody the other day, and, and um, he was like, well, how did you build your audience? Because I know you have a really big blog following. Yeah. And we do. We're very fortunate. We have quarter million people come by our sites yeah, every yeah, month, right? Yeah. And it's like, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> a quarter million people— Is it just because it was easy when I started back in 2009? Mm -hmm. And I think back, and it's like, people were asking the exact same question. Is it too late? And there was also, when I started blogging, there was this big article, because there was this guy who was the fake Steve Jobs. I don't know if you remember this.
0: I I never read it, but I just heard some interviews with Steve who was talking about There was
2: a blogger who uh, came out as the fake Steve Jobs, and it turns out he was like a Forbes columnist or something. But he had this blog, and it became... Massively popular. Hmm. He actually had like millions of people coming by the site. Everybody was reading it, and he wrote this big thing about how you can't make money blogging because he had a million people coming by his site every month. He put some Google AdWords up there. Yeah. He made like fourteen dollars, and so he concluded yeah. that you can't make money blogging. Yeah, yeah. this was the exact week that I started blogging, okay? Mm-hmm. And I started having all these thoughts running through my head, like, I wonder if you can make money blogging. And then this <laughs> article just fell on my face. I probably like Googled, can you make money blogging? This article <laughs> came up, up. Yeah. this article showed up, and I'm like, oh, geez, well, that's kind of a bad way to start. So anyway, thinking back then, I know that there were a whole lot of people who read that article, yeah. or who just in general were having the same thing, like, oh, it's too late to start blogging. Yeah. So those people quit, uh-huh. whatever, Fast forward almost five years, I've published almost 700 blog posts, <laughs> yeah. probably more than 700 blog posts yeah. over the past four and a half years. And because I was dumb enough to just keep going <laughs> from the beginning, oh, okay, well, that guy tried and it didn't work, but I'm just going to, you know, maybe it's different for me, whatever. I don't know why, <laughs> but I actually had fun with it. And and it, to get back to your point about, you know, figuring out what drives you, yeah. at that point, I was on this like walkabout, this like spiritual quest to find out what alternatives there were to like a standard career life balance and i felt like the whole corporate structure that we have is just totally <laughs> and how can anyone spend 30 years of their life especially the best 30 years of their lives working on something they didn't care about and i figured there had to be some other way and i started writing about that just because i cared about it and that got me through that painful initial period of writing every week and having nobody show up, nobody Mm. comment for months, enough to where I finally got a taste of, there were a couple of people out there who cared about it, and then there were five people out there, and then there were 10 people out there, and now there are 250,000 people out there who care about it every month because I stuck to it and because I cared about the thing enough to make it happen. So bottom line, I mean, the joke is on those people. Like, you can write off anything that you're going to try to do by saying it's too late because I didn't start last month or I didn't start last year or I didn't start a decade ago. And somebody out there is going to be dumb enough to care about that thing and just to push forward and to make yeah. it happen. And then they're going to look back five years later and be like, wow, I'm just so glad that I put one foot in front of the other and stopped second guessing yeah. myself. Totally. And just did the work because I cared about it. Because now, you know, all this progress, all this. Stuff that has happened is really just the accumulation of a bunch of simple, straightforward, putting in the work every day. Waking up and putting on your overalls and doing the work.
1: Yep, totally. I dig it. Caleb, what are you hearing over there? So we were talking about earlier whether or not it's easier now or or it was easier earlier and it's harder now. I think it's actually easier now. And I would argue with that to someone for a very long time about it being easier now. Because – Let's say you have an idea to do something or you want to start a blog on a topic. You can already know whether or not that's going to be profitable by looking at other people's blogs in that area. You already know where that audience is that you can get in front of and to then bring to your site. You already know what kind of products are going to work. You already know what problems to solve for people. Like if you're already trying to be in a certain space like fitness or something like that, you can quickly come along yeah. And just be like, this is what they're doing wrong. This is what they're doing right. I just have to be different and take their audience and you can build yeah. a business out of it.
2: Yeah. It, do you think maybe, though, it's easier to get to like a certain level? It's easier now to like make replacement income, enough income, doing a thing so that you can leave your job. But maybe it's not as easy to have a home run runaway success because you you don't have that open playing field. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe maybe that's more the case because there are there are step by step instructions out there. Like we know now that a blog or a podcast or a YouTube channel can become an incredible platform to build a business around. Yeah. You can do that yeah. if you care enough and the thing is interesting and useful enough to people. You can do that, and we know that you can make replacement income at least. Yeah, getting way beyond that, um, I don't know if that's necessarily easier or not. That's a, that's a good question.
0: And this keeps it it's all coming back to me uh to well first of all it's reminding me of Marco Arman who is a guy who created InstaPaper he was basically number he was the second guy at Tumblr um and he's someone i followed for a long time and and he can be snarky and he's he's just really he's really bright he's a really bright guy um and he's going to be after selling Instapaper and then Tumblr sold, and now he's like doesn't ever have to work ever again. What he's going to be doing for fun is creating another creating a podcast app. And he he gave a talk at XOXO, which is superb. And if it, the videos are up by the time this goes out, I'll, I'll definitely link to him um, because those, those all of those are just amazing talks. But he talked about like up to now, everything that he's gone after, every business that he's tried to do has been um, has been that that. Level, that green field sort of wide open no other people in this space. So he did InstaPaper which is like a a read it later kind of service before there were there was nothing out there.
2: Which now like Safari now, just now has built a, in. Yeah, yeah. Now
0: there's a bunch of them, right? right. And mm-hmm. and uh but he he was all, he always wanted to try to do that. Every venture was was like that. Podcasting apps, there's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And this this either represents sort of a a settling or a maturing in him, and I suspect it's the latter. And he's just, but he was up on stage saying, like, you know, normally I'm I'm always going for that green field sort of thing, but now it's like there's I'm realizing there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room for me to have a podcast app that's different than these other ones because I've only ever been about sixty percent happy with these, mm-hmm. and I want to make it my way. And I think that other people are going to find that valuable. Enough people are going to make it are going to find it valuable for to justify me doing this thing. Yep. And now that gets to. What does success mean? And we've kind of said this a handful of times. So if you start a show, you get four episodes out there, and, and you know they've been listened to like 25 times each or something like that. Every week you put, out, you put out one, it's 20 people, next time it's 25, next time it's 27, next time it's 33, right? Do you look at that and you think it's a success or a failure? Because, like we talked about in our last episode, you know, why are you so discouraged? It's all about your expectations about what is going to, what is success and what's not, right? Because if you, if if you, I know people who, if they got a show out and two people listen to it, they'd be fired up. You know what I mean? Right. It's like I can't believe I did that. That's amazing. Yep. Um, and then obviously, so many others who did that and twenty people listen to it and wouldn't be happy at all. Why? Because they they expect something big or right. What we can say.
2: Yeah, no, because they they read sites that are like you know bragging about how many people they have listening to their podcast yeah. or whatever, and they just compare themselves to that right away instead of looking at the four years of effort that yeah. went into getting to that point.
0: So here, so for the person starting out, like if I could go back and talk to myself uh, about like, here's how I want you to think about Father Apprentice or something.
2: What? Hey Revo. Uh, all right, so this <laughs> exactly. is what I want you to think about, Father Prentice. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like
0: that. Thank you. You got me into. Okay, you got, you got me into, into my mode. It's good. Yeah, my talking to myself in the past mode. Good. <laughs> but um, in that uh, in that Frank Chimero article uh, interview, there's something that he said. Where uh, there, so here's the quote that he said. This was at the very end, and he's asked like, well, "What's your what, what's your legacy going to be, or how do you think about the something something, whatever, right?" Um, and, and he said. I don't expect to reach or change anybody I don't already know. I realize there's potential for that, but I don't expect it. And as soon as I heard that, like I realized, like, 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 it's kind of like, uh, what, what, what? You know what? Like, <laughs> like, what's the point? It flies in the face of everything that we've naturally been thinking about growth, about marketing, about getting more people into this thing, um, and in a good way, in, in some ways, right? So for me starting out, I would say that, like, why don't you just make something that you know is going to be valuable to a small amount of people so that you can experience what it's like to, A, publish something. Well, first of all, A, make something, B, publish it, C, hear someone write, a, you know, that was great, you know, in the comment. Like, that's how it started for me. That's how, that's how you get the bug. Yeah. You know, you get the bug when you get those first comments on things or replies to your tweet joke or whatever, where you're right. just like... Okay this this is kind of now. fun yeah. yeah yeah that's where that's where you get the bug is when other people start to start to say like I liked that or some sort of you know and them say, like you publishing it is is just another way of saying like love me yeah. and them commenting on it are, is not really saying I love you so much as like love me too but still like it's a good exchange of of human right. stuff you know but I loved that quote because. If you think about it on that smaller scale, it makes it easier to make the stuff and just publish it and get it out and see what that's like. Which is the advice I gave to that guy in the Fizzle forums. Like, like just start writing yesterday. Publish some stuff. Spend five weeks write. Write fifty blog posts. Yeah, you know, and then see if you've got anything else left after that. Right, and then see what it feels like to write those things. And if you waste five weeks on that, it hasn't been wasted because you just learned what it's like to do that work. Yeah, and you've probably in writing, like you know, the reason why we love writing and bod- pod and prodcrusting and all these other <laughs> things so much is because it's me. It's us in here trying to figure out these things and what we think about them and it's like this is life. We might as well be old Italian men talking over Sangiovese <laughs> or something with our hands <laughs> with our
2: hands. I'm on a <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, the other thing is that I think people when they say it's too late to start a popular blog or it's too late to start a popular podcast or whatever because it's all been done before, they see blogging and podcasting as a topic when in reality it's just a platform so they yeah. say they say it's too late to start a popular blog on what what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. what's the substance behind it all right. you see is this platform and you and they almost assume that everyone who is blogging is blogging about blogging or the same thing yeah. that, like every blogger is in the same space yeah. Well, but in th- fact, that
0: fake Steve Jobs was making the same exact mistake, right? I put up an advertisement so there's no way to make money on <laughs> it, blogging. Exactly. You know? When it's like, no, you could write the book. Right. You've got a million people coming to your thing, and you can make something that they're they're all giggling at what you're writing. Yeah. You could make something that they would gladly pay for and and, and there's this honest exchange of value. Totally. You know?
2: Yeah, and and you could make a product or a service instead of just trying to advertise to them or whatever. And maybe Google AdWords was shitty. There's like a million reasons why maybe that didn't work. Totally. But the point Mm -hmm. is that, like, dig below the platform and start thinking about the individual subjects like what's the point behind it yes maybe it's too early to be a guy who's like an expert at blogging or an expert at podcasting but within podcasting like look at the top 20 or top 50 podcasts none of them are about podcasting yeah they're all about a specific subject right Mm -hmm. so the question is what subjects out there are fresh and new and have some you know, some demand behind them. If or, you want that, or are old and classic and need and, a new take on it, and screwed it, up you know? exactly, yeah. So new things are coming out all the time. And if you want this like greenfield experience, like you were talking about with Marco Arment, yeah. start getting into things. Start getting your finger on the pulse of yeah. dramatic changes that are happening behind the scenes. Get a little nerdy about. But at the stuff.
0: same time, that that when it gets far too far away from like who you are. Yeah. Can lead you astray. Sure, like for instance, when Vine first came out, like I just remember seeing a bunch of people tweet about it, and I was like, "Oh, what is this? this looks cool." I got, I loved it. I fell in love with it as these little six-second videos of my son, basically, you know, doing stupid stuff, right? And um, and and you know, relatively early on, I had a lot of followers and a lot of you know, and and one of my heroes, Adam Listigor, started following me and liking things on, and and it just it just felt like, oh, this is what it felt like in the early days of. Of maybe in, in Twitter, like we, now we've yep. seen, we have examples of Twitter and Facebook getting to billions and billions of people and right. billions and billions of valuation or Instagram money. or whatever. right. We have examples of this. There wasn't that example when Twitter first got on the scene and the first you know 150 people in San Francisco were on it, right? Yep. But now we see that. So well, we social, did
2: have there were other social networks before that, though.
0: but not like not with billion dollar valuations, right? Mm. So now we I see vine and I'm all of a sudden I'm like seeing like the potential for like doing like this is a new platform yep. and if you play on this platform's rules to what the platform is built for you could potentially have ac- exposure to a lot of people who are just right now in the very early stages of this thing, just exploring what Vine can do. Right? That's absolutely, true. And, and I didn't end up taking much advantage of it. But even if I did, like the, you know, like you've probably seen the uh, the Bat Batman Dad, Bat Dad, yeah. right? Oh, have you he's seen those? Hilarious, <laughs>
1: <He's> <laughs> right? So funny. And yeah. now
0: he's in this. Now he's got this job basically of making all of these things, and it was funny the first time. It's starting to lose a little bit of, of appeal to me. Yeah. But um, but but it, he had exposure to massive audience. I'm just thinking of the one where the kids asleep in the back of the car. Billy, wake up! We're at the birthday party, <laughs> and the kid just jumps. Nice. He's totally so, totally asleep. But anyways, I could have made my thing about trying to whore myself out to get big on Vine because it was just an opportunity that was in front of me. Yeah, and then found myself in a situation where it's like, okay, what was all that for? No, you but know? and
2: and my point isn't like to whore yourself out, but I think that. You know, people, there are things that come along every couple of years that you're into, that you're yeah. naturally into, interested in, that you kind of start seeing like a little bit of a pattern, like, oh, this thing's kind of catching on. Like maybe you were kind of into Bitcoin and yeah. all of a sudden it's like all anybody talks about. Maybe you were into electric cars and now like, you know, yeah. that's like a big thing. Totally. So, like, so like Bitcoin a
0: great example. Right. Right. Because you can then, you can geek out about Bitcoin. <laughs> like not just because it's in the name Bitcoin, it's geeky. but also because like like I know like I'm an investor that I I really like Fred Wilson. He invests in Bitcoin, which means I'm more interested in Bitcoin now because right. someone who I think is insanely bright, right? Is so now that's a, that's all I need. I just go vet that with who's investing in it or something like that. Okay, I'm gonna invest. You know whatever, 20 hours a week or a a month just reading and learning about this stuff and curating uh, interesting links about it. Totally. That's how
2: it starts. Totally, And, and now you're investing a little bit in a new platform because it could tank. Mm-hmm. next year. And so this is the, this is the choice it's you have. It's speculative, right? It's the choice you have. It's like, okay, you can sit there and complain that blogging or podcasting is too established to make a dent in and decide not to do anything about it. But what's the alternative? The alternative is that you see that Kickstarter is taking off or you see Bitcoin taking mm-hmm. off or whatever it is, you can invest in that or Vine and maybe you have a hit on your hands a year from now because you are one of the early people on it. Yeah. Like for example, a few weeks ago, Ghost, which is a new blogging platform, um, came out. Basically, they pre launched to Kickstarter backers. And I was one of the Kickstarter backers. And they sent an email. The software was out. I tried to install it. I realized it was a little complicated. Mm-hmm. So I just documented everything I did, published it on a new Ghost blog, mm-hmm. and put it out there. And like 4,000 people have come by this site in the past three weeks. And I've actually made like $1,200 on affiliate commissions just by mentioning (laughs) DigitalOcean on this thing. And I had no intention of that. But because I paid attention for nine months or so while they were building this thing, and I was willing to sort of jump on it and put something out there when it was brand new— all of a sudden there's this opportunity. With no, no intention
0: of making any money on this. You no. put an affiliate link in there, but you weren't saying like, "Oh, good, now we're going to eat this month cuz I made this site right. and put an affiliate thing on so I'm sure I'm going to make money on it."
2: But the same thing is true about Vine and you. It was yeah. like, it's just like, "Oh, this looks cool. Let me let me put some stuff out there and see what happens." an so even better example
0: of that for me is is when I was doing Father Apprentice and I had a meager little audience there. I still do. But I, I re- I've I, always loved bags. I've always, I'm a bag whore, right? I love yeah. bags. For some reason, I never have an like it's always. He has is, he is people. It's almost,
2: it's almost sad. You know, it's what, like an
0: addiction. You know what I am? I I, I could see immediately once, i see the bag on Amazon or on the website or, and I'm like, oh yeah, a bag. That bag's going to be perfect. It's going to meet all my needs. And then yeah. I get it and I'm so excited and I also kind of have to be because I paid $150 for this mm. thing. And so it's like, I'm going to have to love this. And so that lasts for about two and a half months before I realize like, it doesn't do this, this is too big, and this is too small, and I don't like this, and so I get all, like, designy about the thing. So I haven't found the perfect one yet. Maybe Manal will be the one. But I found this bag, Rickshaw. Uh, Independent, you know, made by hand, San Francisco, all this other stuff, and I was like, love it. Give myself a, a Christmas gift, because we weren't doing Christmas gifts or something. And so I bought it. I bought I was like 150 bucks. I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna put it, you know. And I and what I did is I made I made a video because I was making videos for Father Apprentice, made a video, did the thing, right? And then I was like I was just doing that because I'm I'm a loser and I like bags enough to make videos <laughs> about them, right? Right. I really literally geek out about this. Stuff. It's a good video. And I was yeah, like, I this think you're is, drinking
2: a beer during the video. There, right?
0: There's a couple different <laughs> <Yeah>. ones. Um <laughs> there's a few different ones. Cause because once I made the first one, I showed it to the company, I sent it to like, you know, whatever, contact at rickshaw.com and and they were like, dude, we love this. This is awesome. Here here's a coupon code. You know, you get anybody who checks out using this, they'll save ten percent. We'll give you ten percent of the sale. And I was like, uh, really? <laughs> this? That's awesome. Yep. I got about thirteen people who show up on the site, so maybe we could sell one in a few years. Um, and so I did. I did that. I put that up on the site. Ended up making. You know, not enough to pay the rent, but money, you know, over the course, if you look at it over 12 months that an did it, because what happened is that rickshaw bag company was brand new, even though the guy who started it was the one who brought Timbuktu from bankruptcy up right. to a huge company. Yep. Um, so they they had good pedigree. They were brand new. People started searching for rickshaw bags. Guess who shows up? I don't know about keywords or SEO. There was no strategy there. Yep. I just started getting a bunch of traffic to that page to watch that video via YouTube and via Google. Yeah. Just because I had I had a blog post and uh YouTube stuff, right? Yeah. So people were searching for this stuff. Another great example of I didn't It wasn't here to make money. I was geeking out about a thing. Yeah. Just like you with Ghost. I went deep on it. What I did was what a lot of people say they wish they would have done sooner is just start writing about it, just start sharing about it. Like So now every time I have a technical problem when I'm in WordPress or anything like that and I have to do a lot of work to figure it out, I blog, I just blog about it. Totally. Even if it's just, and chances, I just treat it like it's a note to my future self. Yep. Because I know I'm going to have that problem in the future. Or Revo in the past. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Tiger. Hey, Tiger. (laughs) Uh, I know you're, uh, you're sort of struggling with that whole custom post types thing. So here. I got a gist for you. It's all set up. It's all, Just just, just put it in your custom functions.php. Exactly. You're going to be fired up, Tiger. Exactly. All right, buddy. See ya. <laughs> I like you should that use I say, that voice for your next one. I, I say bye to my past self. Yeah. See you later. How does that work? See you later, bro. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I say goodbye to my past self. I say see you later to my past self. How does you that will. work?
2: Your past self will see you later. My past self. By default, no, my future Unless self, your
0: future ends my, prematurely. My past self will. That's the last time my past self will have seen me later. Hold on.
2: I feel like we need a DeLorean.
1: <laughs> and Michael J. Fox.
2: <laughs> DeLorean and a straw for my Negroni. No, but the, I think the, the whole the whole lesson here, aside from is it too late or not, is just that opportunities come not from looking for opportunities, but from first caring about a thing enough to have credibility and passion about the outcome of a thing and just wanting to help yeah. other people with a thing. Yeah. And then stuff comes out of that naturally that you're not even looking for, you know.
0: So let's let's put a bow on this with a with a take from from each of us, and then we'll ask your uh, answer a listen questioner. That sounds a, good. Ask a we'll, listen, we'll listen question. We'll
2: ask. A we're just gonna listener. call up someone <laughs> we're, randomly. We're gonna bread yeah. crust
0: the listener first, and then and we're <laughs> gonna some fries and bring some. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the reset, reset a- again. Stick a- like a pen
1: in the little hole and restart. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Stick a pen in the little hole. See what happens to you, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> so, for for me, my one little takeaway would be um, would be that that quote from Frank Shimero If you think about things on the scale of the people you already know in your life um, and making an impact on them, or like the example that I always give when when I'm doing talks or when in, in a fizzle uh, courses and stuff, is why don't you choose a community that you're a? So if you if you're a unicycler in North Portland that wears a utila kilt, um, and right you ride your utila kilt unicycle to work in North Portland, like you actually have a job.
2: <laughs> is that a brand? Utila kilt.
0: Utila kilt. I don't know if it's like Kleenex like brand thing, but there's the thing. You've seen a utila kilt. It's like it, it's it's what it is. Corbett, it's, it's just like what cargo it is. pants and a kilt together. Yeah, it's like you got to wear Crocs with a utila kilt I in just, order for it to really work.
2: No, I just uh, <laughs> I saw testicles, and the whole kilt thing is never mind.
0: I just haggis'd in my pants. <laughs> I just haggis'd in my utila pants. But uh, but uh, so if you focus on 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 your really like like you're here in the mission. Okay, I just went to Linnea Cafe, a cafe that I've learned about, and it was so excited about because I know the guys. It was it was a good Spro. To be honest, it was it was good Spro. Very interesting. It was on, it was on point. Okay, it was on point. But I want the uh, I, I like the I like the big bright and juicy sort of mm. stuff, and this was a little more earthy, but it was really really good shot of espresso. Um, so you're here in this neighborhood. You could geek out about the mission. Right, and you could run the local sort of just the Corbett bar, like how I see things in the mission. What do you need? You need opinions. You need to be first of all, you need to be like just all in on the mission. Like I don't care, I'm just going all in on the mission. I don't know that's how that's how you would say that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but you 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 could think on a local scale. You know, on a like in North Portland, utility wearing unicycle riding employed people. If you think about that. You can find all 10 of those people because they all go to the same you know, unicycle shop, right? And you can realize, like, you know, the example that I use is like, hey, what do you do with your unicycle when you're done with it? Oh, you need a kickstand, right? Or something, right? You can serve that crew. Because when right. you think on a very small scale, then ideas, just, you start to just, you, you get to observe and just see what's wrong with the picture. Yep. So that Frank Chimero quote, which I'll read again, is what I would say. Um, he says, pulling up my little nebulous notes here, I don't expect to reach or change anybody that I don't already know. I realize there's potential for that, but I don't expect it. So if you don't expect it, but you go all in and you, you know, one of the things that um, I think Brad, who is it, is it Brad Feld or Paul Graham or <laughs> or Fred Wilson, one of the three, says, uh, you, you know, do, being an entrepreneur is like investing in yourself, right? So if you go all in on yourself and on what this means to like i don't know just spending the next year doing something yourself. Yeah. And if you think about it on that smaller scale instead of on the scale of internet where there are no names and there are no faces it's just numbers in a Google Analytics spreadsheet it's like that's what that's what disconnects you from humanity and from who you are and from what's going to make you great to all those people who will eventually come potentially.
2: Yeah. And you it's know? what leaves leads to an empty outcome anyway. Yeah. Like,
0: like I mean, right now we're designing this thing we've got exciting things to share pretty soon. But and, and I'm realizing I feel so horrible every day after I'm done because I never said I'm going to accomplish these 10 things and then be done with it. Yeah, it's you just expect to, I go, to be like done I, or something. I just go from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing to yeah. thing to thing. And I never like have the forethought to say, you can probably get te- these, if, you, if you're smart about it, spend 10 minutes. Figure out what ten things you're going to do that are the important things versus
2: these 150 unimportant things, and then once you get done with those, you're going to be like pleased with yourself. Yes, versus and maybe you'll get pleasantly surprised yeah. if you exceed that exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then, but instead
1: on your calendar, which we all share calendars with each other, it just says finish the effing design all week. <laughs> <It> all, <laughs> and that's like your big goal
0: all week yeah. because you know I, I don't know I'm a, I'm a perfectionist that way that that's what makes me good at design and bad at project management is is that I. I I just in there and I'm like, oh, that's not right. Oh, and I go fix that. Oh, oh that's not right. Oh, and I go fix that. Oh, that. And then you go to bed, like, kind of with oh, a sour face. Geez. Last night was the first night I've had trouble sleeping in a long time. You know, I feel like I'm over, like you,
1: over here, realizing I'm closer to fifty than 24, though I'm not. I'm not at all. And I think you wouldn't use like random numbers like that.
2: Like, I would no. You no. wouldn't use you'd, you'd numbers
1: be like. Oh, am I? You'd oh, be whatever. like, I'm closer Math. to old than young. Oh, I'm closer to
2: <laughs> Porsche than dead. <laughs> Caleb, what do you got over there?
1: Well, I think that. It really comes down to if you think that it's too late for you to do something, then you have the wrong mindset towards it because you think it's just this race or you think it's just this limited pie that you need to get the piece of before it's gone. Instead, you should be thinking, of okay, I see this thing that exists and I have the potential to make a piece of that be mine and then grow it over time. I think it's just a mindset thing. Yeah, And if you were to go to someone like, I don't know, like the people at Studio Neat that you've become friends with chase yeah what they're doing is has got to be easier now because they can crowdfund random maker projects oh, yeah. before that, they're that, even i mean made, when you're you know? when you when you talk about it in terms of like making a physical
0: product or doing something in real life not just digital life like yeah. everything is so vastly easy in comparison right. to where it was right. five years ago
1: right but it's the same model you look at what other people are doing like ford did he saw these people making cars and he's like you guys are all doing it wrong you should just make one kind of car and just make a ton of them yeah and his company's been around for almost 100 years if not i was just years, in a great so. ford the ford Escape is really the good Escape. escape.
0: You no know, it really is cool it's like it had a great like dash and all this i was like whoa this is good is it like, rental? wow it's a ford yeah it's a ford surprising i want ford to win like i want i want ford and, and i want american manufacturers to come back but i'm still buying a porsche yeah like not an expensive one. <laughs> an like, old one. like a nine an old one. nine thousand dollar like piece of crap yeah. to fix up. I can't wait
2: to see it. God, I can't wait to. I'm gonna ride in that. God, that'd be so great.
0: All right, I I'm, I'm I'm on board with that, Caleb. I like that. I uh, oh, like you that, torment. Caleb.
2: I um to me the the question is is not is it too late? It's more like why does that matter? You know? Because yeah, it is too late. If you're always if you're asking ask yourself why are you asking is it too late? And I think usually the answer is because you're looking for like some quick fix. Mm. you're looking for some quick shortcut to success. Yeah. You don't actually care about the thing. you just care about finding some opportunity that's like some untapped gold mine and you get to you know stick a an axe pick in it and mm. gold comes out or whatever Ooh, I don't yeah. know how that works exactly, but
0: no, but it makes it makes me think of, um, oh, what was I just gonna say? you said, what did you just say before that? You said, uh,
2: ask yourself why? You're asking yourself why you're asking. And then you said uh, you're looking for some untapped gold mine or uh, some quick fix.
0: Oh, uh, it was almost there. It's a it's the difference between making like like this question. uh, What we're really talking about is 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 not is it too late? Is it is is it too late for it to be easy for you? You know, right. and I don't know if we've said that yet. Yeah. But really, is it too late? Really, you put out four episodes, and you don't think you don't think you're ever going to be able to do it? Well, then you're not all in on this thing, are you? Yeah. You're looking for a quick fix, an easy thing, right? We you want to go out and make a million dollars in a couple of months? You know, that's fine. Go yeah. sell meth, right? Go yeah. Watch Breaking Bad and learn how to make meth and sell it. Yeah. Like that. It, it has a, it has a lifespan. Exactly. That it, doesn't, it doesn't last forever.
2: exactly. Yeah. So if it, it's never too late to care about something and put in the work to help other people and to show the world that you actually care about that thing. Try publishing 700 plus blog posts over four and a half years, even if they're just moderately interesting and useful. And I challenge you not to have some audience on your hands by the end of that. You know what I mean? So yes, maybe it's too late for like a really easy, you know, but if if that's what you're looking for then you're the kind of person that's going to fall for that infomercial at one in the morning yep. where they're trying to pitch you about how Boy, they have this great opportunity in real estate that's never been tapped before Wait, they do? Um, wait. They do. Seriously? Yeah.
1: Is this DVR No, I watch come
2: it? come to my conference, $2,000 and at the end of that I will show you the secret wait, 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 what to are paying $10,000 for my next conference. You're going to show that me That sounds the like a good
0: deal. Secret for the $10,000?
2: next conference yep that'd be amazing it's gonna be great you guys
0: um and, and listen we won't have cham- time for a, a question here because our cl- conclusions went so long cl- conclusions god this prod crust prod- it, this is the first <laughs> prod crust and it's going so grud you know we could have
1: concluded a little better though watch Oh, that
0: was good good god put a fork in it um i'm gonna let this guy finish it for us uh this is from steven pressfield's uh post recently um his friend paul rink who i'm sure is important said this is a fake name somebody that is a fake
2: name for sure
0: somebody asked Stephen pressfield like hey i'm really sick of uh you know of all these guys who are writers and stuff talking about that they, they just do it because they love the craft they love to write it's just a <laughs> and it's yeah not about the success or the money for them, which like, I can't really trust anybody who's successful about like why they're doing things, but you know, so, and Steven goes out to like answer this question and he says here, um, and I'm going to channel a little through my uh, old friend, Paul Rink, who was my first real mentor in the business of publishing. Here's what he would say to Charles and what he did say to me. So you've, you've published one novel, Charles, Congratulations. (laughs) I salute you. You've done what hundreds of thousands have tried to do and failed, right? We could say this same thing to the person who wrote, who put up four, you know, uh, right. shows and now feels like that because they don't have enough success, it's a, it's a failure, right? How many points do you think that publishing one novel has earned you? I'm sure you know the answer. Zero. Write the next novel. Write the one after that. Write 10 novels. Is your novel in a commercial genre? Is there a market for it? Have novels like it succeeded? If your novel is the pure art category, do you know how many such books have made money? How important is money to you? How flexible is your ambition? Are you willing to write genre friction? Thrillers? Horror? Genre friction? Will you write a co- a cookbook? How about porn? Do you have great, do you have a great agent? Why not? A top publisher? Why not? Did you promote your book tirelessly and relentlessly? Why not? Are you committed 24/7 365 not just to your craft but to the marketing of your craft? Will you get out there and pimp yourself and your work? Will you sell your firstborn to succeed in this racket? Right? I think that's like I don't know, he's channeling if you could picture like, you know, I, I could I like to picture it as Stephen Pressfield, you know, in his in his A-frame rib t-shirt, you know, kind of coffee stain on it. Yep world's greatest dad. Like, but
2: this is his mentor, so he's even, his mentor. <laughs> he's even
0: crustier. So, he's even crustier. He doesn't even say, like, don't work too hard. He just says, don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Drink some scotch. <laughs> but but I, I, you get that, right? Like, there's something to that. I've been watching videos. Uh, there's, there's these videos on YouTube of Picasso painting on a piece of glass, uh-huh. and the camera's behind the piece of glass. So you're just watching him with a cigarette in his hand paint this massive bowl or something like that. And... It's just, it's fascinating to watch a master at work, you know, to think because, because like, good, you made a painting. Now go make another one. And the one after that and make 10. Good, you wrote a novel. Now make another one. And the one after that and then make 10. Good, you put an episode out. Now make another one. And the one after that and then make 10. Good, you you wrote a blog post, you know, like you could see like the thing is, if you look at it, like you mentioned earlier, over a four or five, 10 year yeah. spread, yeah. that's when things start to happen.
2: yeah. Yeah. So basically, our answer to this is quit your bitching, do the work, and stop measuring success and start paying attention to the quality of the thing that you're putting out. And you know what? So, but, but it's really easy
0: to just say, stop measuring success. I think one of the things is, be really excited when one person comments on your thing, yeah, and just be like, you know, yeah, that's not going to pay your bills. That doesn't mean you're going to be successful, yeah, or whatever, right? Just but just celebrate that,
2: yeah, Realize and treat that person like a person. That is a person. Call them on the phone and be like, "Thank you so much for totally. commenting on my site." Be like we've said before, totally unscalable in how you support your business that way. Yep, mm-hmm.
1: I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. I've been Corbett Barr. I've been Caleb Lee Wojcik.
0: Ooh, Lee? Whoa! Lee!
1: Corbett's middle name.
0: <laughs> oh! Lee! I like... He
2: can... He's a shapeshifter. <laughs> he is.
1: So there you
0: have it. Go deep on care with sideways glances at opportunity, not the other way around. Make ten more of your thing. And then another ten. Invest in yourself over the long haul. I mentioned th- this video of Picasso painting in that conversation and you can find that and more as well as the conversation we're all having about this show at fizzle slash 25 that's f-i-z-z-l-e show.co slash 25 let's uh let's talk it out in the comments there i love we love we all love hearing from you guys so much and i love that corbett so blocked someone in the comments you might be next <laughs> If you like this, please leave us an honest rating in iTunes. It doesn't cost you much, and it means a lot to us because it helps other hopeful entrepreneurs find this show. Okay? These are people putting their asses on the line. We want them in here with us, knowing that they're not alone. So simply search for the show in iTunes and click Write a Review. Hey, and, and we've got some exciting things coming to the uh, Think Traffic, Fizzle, and Fizzle Show ecosystem in a few weeks. Sign up with your email at fizzleshow.co if you haven't. Please do it because, uh, it'll keep you in the loop. And honestly, I'm, we doing, what do you have to lose? I'm doing a lot of hard work to make that worth your while. So give it a shot. Find care, take care, serve hard and dig in. I hope you look as impossibly cool as Picasso when you're at work 20 years from now. Thanks. Talk to you next Fizzle Friday.